Why do dogs always race to the door when you uh, when the doorbell rings? It's almost never for them. Orange is the new black. But not in my apartment building. Kevin is the new black. <laughs> hey, how about this one? They say pimping ain't easy, Andy. But what they won't tell you is it's much, much more difficult being a prostitute. <laughs> pimping is pretty easy. Some gold-plated chains would make a nice retirement gift for a very, very good slave. <laughs> be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello. I'm your host, David. I'm Damien. And I'm Wolfie. There we go. Everybody's here. Don't know where Taco is. Tacos. He's always missing. Talked to him yesterday. He said he would be available, but uh, he's hiding. We all need to send Taco messages, text messages, and be like, where are you, Taco? He, he's kind of like you. He doesn't always respond. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I enjoy bringing it up. I know you do. Hold my feet to the fire, man. <laughs> you do that. I, you know, I, just still don't got underst- I still don't understand it. Okay, like like today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had been in my son's room playing the video game. Right. Had my phone plugged up. Wife comes in. She's like, "Blah blah blah, supper. Come help." So I go out and I go help. I don't take my phone with me. We're doing supper and everything like that. And I go back and at a at a break in the action, you know, and I look at the phone. And I see that you texted me. So then I send the thing back. So okay, hey, you know. Right, but, give me a little bit of time. All right, but here my text over. I sent one, two, three, four, five, six texts over a four-day period that you finally replied to. Huh? When was this? Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, even though I did not respond to one, two, three, four, five, six texts, I did watch the Twitter video, and that was very oh, interesting. interesting. And okay. I did watch, and I and I read the uh, that, the Atlantic, the Atlantic. That it was uh, a decent article. Yes, that nobody will listen to. <laughs> nobody cares. Anybody? No, they won't. I've read so many tweet or uh, Facebook posts today. People arguing over. Uh, COVID, because people like to use natural immunity as a reason not to get the vaccine, right? And I don't know how many times I saw people post, comment, that there is no such thing as natural immunity. It doesn't happen. So Really? See, so when you're dealing with people that is like amazing. that, so there, there's That's so no very unscientific, too. Right. 
but but either yeah, way, yeah, I get it. But it's just you know you can't argue with idiots. It's just the way it is. Right. You cannot argue with idiots. It's like saying, okay, <clears throat> this is the way I'm looking at it. If all of a sudden, let's say I I never had the chicken pox, right, and then I got them, and I survived it. And then all of a sudden they created a chicken pox vaccine and they're like, Hey, you need to get the chicken pox vaccine. I'm like, why? I'm never going to get the chicken pox again. What good is the vaccine to me right now? And that's not to say, we don't know if I'll ever get the COVID again, but I do know I already have antibodies and that when you get sick with stuff like that, you, the, the body stores that information in, I think your bone marrow. So that if you have to, if you get exposed to it again, it can call that stuff out right. and it can fight it. So, I mean, it, I just don't understand. I listened to a woman <clears throat> yesterday or a day before yesterday in the, in the courthouse. And that's what the customer was talking to the woman working in there. And she was talking about getting the vaccine and she didn't understand why people weren't, everybody wasn't just going out and getting it. And well, this worker, that's what she told her. She said, well, I had it, you know, back in like at the first of the year. And uh, I just had my antibodies checked like three weeks ago. Still really high. So there's absolutely no reason for me to get it. Um, But you look at studies like they did that. There's that one study that came out showing it was, I think it was New York Times that put it out, which I'm a huge fan of the New York Times, but saying if you have natural immunity, you're 27 times less likely to get it than somebody who's vaccinated. So you're, you're 27 mm. times better than a vaccinated person from getting it. Right. I'm surprised right. New York Times right. is willing to put that out. But then the CDC, as a, yes, counter, as a counter to that, because there's three groups of people. There's a group of people who had COVID and have natural immunity. There's people who haven't had COVID but have had the vaccine. And that's what they compared in that study. The people who had COVID, you know, to the people who had the vaccine but never had COVID. Well, then there's a third group, people who had COVID and then still got the vaccine. Well, CDC, when they put out theirs to try and combat that, they said that you're two and a half times, you know, less likely to get it if you've been vaccinated and had COVID rather than just had COVID. So they were trying to say, but the way they worded it on the headline part of it, the headline of the story, or not story, but the article on the CDC site was, they just said that you were two and a half times better protected. Safer. Safer. Okay. Yeah. Having the vaccine than not having the vaccine. But they didn't. But as soon as you read into it, you see, no, they're comparing people who've had it to people who've um, had it and then got vaccinated. But they didn't include the third group, which is where the the main, you know, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people out there that had it and got vaccinated. And based off of that, then, yeah, you're 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 possibly better covered. Um, unless you go by what, you know, like the Red Cross did with their blood thing when they stopped accepting the blood plasma donations. Yeah, apparently the vaccine 
kills your antibodies so you can get it again. Yeah. Does damage to them. So they weren't accepting if you would, you know, because if you had it, they wanted you to donate blood plasma because then they use that in for, as a treatment, as a therapeutic for people right. who had it. But then, yeah, but they wouldn't accept your do- your blood plasma donation if you'd had the vaccine after having it. Um, yes. So you see, and this this is my hesitancy hesitancy comes from from this particular angle, and I know you're going to have a, a counter argument for this, Dave, because you're good for that. But <laughs> my thing is. Is they always all you hear about is it's safe and it's it's effective and it's safe and and every single drug on the market that they advertise on TV they give you at the end of their stupid commercial they give you like a list of some of the side effects I have yet to hear anybody say there's a side effect of this COVID other than of, just stupid the stuff vaccine like, oh the, your 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 arm may be a little tender when oh. you get the shot. Oh, but no. they leave out the big ones. They have they them on the, the pamphlet, like, like 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 death. Yeah, they, I mean that can happen. They don't promote it on the commercials, but on the pamphlet for like whether it's Pfizer or the Moderna, there's a huge long list of you know side effects or p- possible. Well, I've never all, went. All I've them, never even went to look at that stuff. Yeah, all of them leading <clears throat> into death. Um, as a po- mm-hmm. because I mean that's just them covering their butt, but. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. They don't do it like they do on TV in a TV commercial. You know, the last fifteen seconds of every TV commercial for a pharmaceutical is all the the list of all the stuff that's going to kill you from taking it. I mean, if it was one of these things where like the worst thing that could happen to me if I took the the COVID vaccine after having COVID would be like maybe a little bit of anal leakage, which would go away anywhere from three to six months. <laughs> Then I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can probably deal with that, you know. But death is something really you really just can't bounce back from death. No, you know, it's not like you know, it's like, oh, I was dead yesterday, but I'm okay today. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a huge huge believer in the vaccine. I mean, I think you should anybody who if you haven't had COVID and you're not 20 years old, um, if you're not young and healthy. Which to me, then it's still your choice whether you want to or not. But if you were like, oh, if yeah, you were sure. my age and you never had COVID, I would say you should probably get the vaccine. You don't have the greatest, like if me, not the greatest health, overweight, old. Um, but once you've had it, that that kind of levels it out a lot. Then it comes down to a because it's always a risk versus reward kind of thing. But it should still always yeah. be your decision. Yes, it should be, and that's that's one of the points that I'm making. This stuff about uh, with Biden trying to do an end run around the Constitution and say, you know, let businesses decide. You know, they're going to be like, you've got to you've got to vaccinate so that your workplace is safe, right. and they're wanting to mandate it. That's just that's wrong. It's unconstitutional. Well, no, I, I, uh, and I, I want to let people in this. I'd say that the, the, your business can do it. Right. But the mandating that the business does it. Yeah. That, that is kind of a, a step. Um, but that's the point I was making, Damien. Thank you. But, I get you but they, they, they mandate. They're basically, they're basically twisting the arms of the businesses. Right. But the education system mandates 
vaccinations to go to public schools. And, yes, and I know you'll say these do, are long time the, the, the vaccines, vaccines. The vaccines that they mandate to go to public school are they're they're safer than this one. And well, you don't know that they're just well, sure I do because lots of people take these vaccines, and, and lots of people die from the ones. Vaccines. The, the lots of people die from them. Like well, yeah, but not as many as have died from this. This I, vaccine has killed more people in the year that it's been out than all vaccines in the last nine or ten years. According to the VAERS system. Yes. But anybody can post into the VAERS system. It's kind of like, so, it's it's like editing Wikipedia. doesn't have to be 100% factual to get it in there. It just means here was mm. here was something that happened. I think one of the requirements is, is something like within within forty eight hours, seventy two hours, something like that. Uh, if a death mm. occurred after getting the vaccine, but you could take that the same way. Did that person get hit by a car? They didn't die from COVID. They didn't die from the vaccine either. Even but somebody could post that in there as a, as a cause of death or as a death. Because it fits the the parameters. Well, okay. How about this? One of the articles that I have read about the about the vaccine is that it can cause blindness. Okay. Right. And I pulled so that up last time we you, talked about ibuprofen. Got, no, causes no, 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 blindness on, in a huge <laughs> number of people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So <laughs> you get the shot. <laughs> you walk out the door. Everything's fine. Uh, you're standing on the corner. You're getting ready to cross the street. And you get out in the middle of the street, and all of a sudden, there goes your vision. Right. And there comes a truck. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it now, does. There's now, not bad did side the, effects. Did the vaccine play a role in the in the death? Possibly. I think it did just a little bit. Possibly. And I'm not saying people. There, there. Obviously, when you do anything to millions of people, there's going to be side effects. Some people. Everybody's going to react different to everything. So some yeah. people are going to get sick from it. Some people are going to be just fine from it. Some people are going to die from it. We know people had a really bad reaction, like bad migraines continuously, like hair falling out, like, I mean, lots of really bad things. So, I mean, it's going to happen. That's why I said, that's why it's between you and your doctor. Your doctor should know you and know your medical condition and know where things, you know, do you have MS? Well, maybe you shouldn't take exactly. the vaccine. Um, it should be between you and your doctor, but now all of a sudden Joe Biden up on uh, Capitol Hill thinks that he can uh, stick himself between you and the doctor and say, hey, you need to get this. And right. if you don't, we're basically going to force you to get it. Right. <clears throat> well, and and that's what they're doing. Even companies like uh, UPS mandated vaccine for all their workers. And uh, if you're face to face with the customer in your job, so like a driver or someone that works in one of the UPS stores, you can't have a religious or medical exemption. You can't, or you can't. You can't. Can't. And mm. a lot of them are doing that with no, yeah, no medical exemption, no religious. But my point is that there's a, there's going to be a lot of bad things in any of it. But the problem isn't to me isn't the vaccine; it's the mandate. It's the government pushing it when oh, it yeah, makes sure. when it makes no sense. But we shouldn't shouldn't expect them to push anything that makes sense when they've pushed masks as hard as they've pushed masks for the last year and a half, right. when all you got to do is watch yes. any of I mean, you, yes. we could pull up a thousand videos of all of them. 
standing around talking, chatting right before the cameras come on or somebody's yeah. film somebody's filming them already but the official tv camera yeah. hasn't come on yet and this is all our politicians are all standing there and they get ready to do the little countdown and they all pull their masks out of their pockets and put them on right as the cameras start rolling even though they've been standing there for minutes you know face to face talking and so did covid not work you know it only works when the cameras are on and, you know it's only dangerous yeah that will yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, none of see, that. Because the COVID can see in the direction that the camera is facing, and thus it knows, hey, these are important people. I need to infect these people. Right. So then once they've got the mask on, you know, it's kind of like the uh, eye of Sauron. It's kind of moving around and looking at stuff. It's looking for the ring of power. Yeah, it's it, none of this makes sense. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was listening. I, I listened to a guy. He got interviewed today by a gentleman by the name of Tom Woods, and I've heard him. He's a very interesting man, and his guest was named Iver Cummings. And this guy is like, I guess he's a mathematician or something like that, because he has compiled all this information. And run all these numbers, and he's just like, he's like, this whole thing is just a joke. Right. Masks, masks are a joke. He goes, you can't. There's no difference between a you know a state that mandates masks and one that doesn't. There's just pretty much the same amount of people are going to get it, right. regardless. And uh, one of the employees at Ballard posted a thing saying they had uh, two hundred and some odd people in the hospital for COVID and X amount of them were uh, vaccinated and the rest of them were unvaccinated. And so she's claiming that, Oh, it's, you know, uh, this is, this is all the unvaccinated people's fault. And that's not necessarily true. The number one, uh, you've also got doctors that are unwilling to do anything except give a vaccine. Right. That's all they want to do. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to use hydroxychloroquine, which there was. Uh, like I said, I, I've, I've, I've pounded this from the death. But Virology Journal from two thousand five, uh, hydroxychloroquine could be an effective prophylactic or treatment for a SARS COVID type event. There it is. They did the research already. There's the science. It's a peer reviewed journal. So not only did one group of scientists do this study, another group of scientists took their what they did and they did it too and they came up with the same answer <clears throat> but nobody listens to that science because it's not science that they want yeah uh, well, that's and right. so you've got you've got so many people in the hospital but are they there because because you're refusing to treat them because you're refusing like, ivermectin and i know yeah. everybody's going, oh that's that's a horse drug, Wolfie. Yeah. That's a horse drug. That's just, yeah, no, it's not. Anybody that confuses was, that is just dumb. And I mean, you have to, like you said before, you have to go off of what's his name's uh, Adam Carolla's thing. They're either 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 stupid or liars. Um, yeah, and it's not a horse drug. I mean, granted, there may be there may be there is a horse drug. A, there is a horse drug, but right. it was created originally. But it was created originally for humans. And the people that created it won the Nobel Prize. The the point that, like I said, there's like 200 some odd people in the in the ballot system with COVID. They run like 22 hospitals, I believe it is. Right. 
that turns out to be right around 12 people per hospital. That doesn't sound all that overwhelming. And then I talked to another person that works for the ballot healthcare system. And because they're getting rid of nurses, they're shorthanded on nurses. And so they can't take care of the amount of people that they used to be able to take care. Right. Well, see, that's what this, what, cause I, I read an article earlier. There was um, a woman who her husband is in the hospital. She was wanting him treated with ivermectin. The, the one doctor was wanting to treat him with ivermectin, but the hospital themselves didn't want him to use it. So she, she was suing. They were trying to get a quick um, order from a judge to where they would be allowed to do it, that her doctor would be allowed, be allowed to do it. Be allowed to try. And like right here, we've got three pulled up, right? Because one was in Louisville that the judge denied it. And then this one in Cincinnati, in Butler County, the judge ruled in a, a different woman in her favor to treat her husband. So all of it's coming down to we, ha we have judges making decisions on how to treat patients, not doctors. And that's wrong. Right. That shouldn't happen. If that kind of question gets put before a judge, any judge with any kind of common sense would just like, would just look at the situation and this is just me i'm like okay this guy's in bad shape he's he's on his way to death's door possibly who knows um uh, what's wrong with him with these people trying something to keep the man alive i would be like get i'd hit my gavel on the thing and i'd be like get this crap out of here let that let them people do what they need to do to try to save this man's life problem is nobody's willing to to be the one to say yeah do this or allow this you don't want to be the the superintendent of schools or on the school board that says yeah we're not going to enforce mask mandates because then as soon as something one child gets sick and dies then they sue then you. they sue and say this way they're like whether they go we know masks don't work or we know this doesn't work or we know plastic sheets between but putting a mask on a kindergartner it's not going to work but if they're like at least they can say we did everything we were supposed to do we're not responsible if something bad happens even though for a kindergartner it's probably making it worse uh 19 and under we we've, we've had four since the beginning of COVID, since March of last year, we've had four deaths, and and that's awful. It really right. is. Uh, but if they would have been treated with something, some kind of medication, is there the possibility that maybe three of those four people would be alive today? Right, and or we don't know. And, and I don't know each of those indications. But maybe they were. Maybe they were. Maybe that child just had a really bad, you know, autoimmune disease and he died i mean yeah i mean no matter what you do right people are going to die right period but if you just stand there and do nothing at all until someone gets so bad you've got to put them on a ventilator then in my opinion you're culpable for this person's life if you're a doctor standing there waiting for this to happen but i don't think there's as many doctors not doing anything i mean there are a lot that aren't um but I saw a thing on talking about ivermectin because no matter how much the media trashes it and everybody wants to. I think to, a lot of doctors are still just. There's still a lot of doctors prescribing do. it. I think the biggest issue with the news doing that isn't that doctors won't necessarily prescribe it, but people are going to go in 
and the doctor is going to suggest it and it could save their life and then they'll turn it down thinking that and oh, even switch to another doctor because well CNN told me that that's a horse drug and you're going to kill me with it right here mm-hmm. uh, New York Times did a story four days ago prescriptions for ivumectin jumped to more than 88,000 prescriptions per week so there are a lot out there that are prescribing it yeah, sure. Um, and there are there are and still, those, and <clears throat> but there are some areas. That, like you said, the problem is when judges are involved and politicians are involved, and the pharmacists themselves won't fill a prescription because that's happened. The doctor will write yeah. the prescription, the person takes it, and the pharmacist refuses to fill it because the of only their reason political the beliefs. The only reason the pharmacist should have an opinion in in this particular scenario is if looking at the total medication that an individual's on, if there would be a problem with introducing either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine into that mix, there could be something that could possibly, you know, happen bad, like kill them or have some kind of adverse reaction between two of the drugs. That's the only time, in my opinion, a pharmacist should be able to come forward and say, hey, look, doc, this person's already on this, 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 and this, and we already know that this particular drug reacts badly with this particular drug. So let's figure out something else. But another, but other than that, that should be the only time that they, and that's that's their job, and that would be they would be negligent if they didn't do that. But if it's just every day to day stuff, and it's like you know, it's just me. I say I'm, I'm taking, let's say, high blood pressure pills because that's what I'm doing, and someone gives me a prescription for ivermectin, then. Uh, I should be okay. And like we were talking about the vaccine. I mean, I think the vaccine, if like we said, if you should take it, if you're uh, if you're in in one of the risk categories and you haven't had it, you should probably get the vaccine. I think like the vaccine is an amazing accomplishment. He said he thought it was probably the greatest accomplishment Trump did while he was in office was fast-tracking that to get it to. He thought that was the number one thing that Trump did to help the country. Even though they trashed him the whole time he did it. Right. Well, I mean, you can play, i got clips of all of them denying um, that you should take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, if Trump's going to have anything to do with it, then I don't want it. Right. That's I've heard that. Oh, yeah. 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 But now that Joe's in office, it's everything's okay. It's all, you know, sunshine and roses. Yeah, somebody was kept playing those clips today on a podcast I was listening to. It was uh, of Cuomo talking about um, you should never trust your government when it comes to uh, them issuing vaccines. <laughs> and that was when mm. he was, he, but he was talking because of Trump. I still like the whole, uh, who, who was it? Was it Reagan that said uh, the scariest words that? Someone oh, yeah. can say is uh, from the government, and I'm here to help. And uh, Biden just about quoted him. He yeah. said, uh, you know, I forget exactly the words he used, but basically that, you know, he's in he's in power now, and the government's here to help so that you can get your vaccine. I mean, I would like the numbers to be zero, but it's never going to happen. It's not, never going to happen with anything. No. Same with car wrecks. I mean, right. yeah, it'd be nice if there were no car wrecks ever, but... But yet you see people mm-hmm. push and oppose Tesla and autonomous driving and that it's already proven that it saves 
way more lives. Um, but I don't trust a robot because my computer crashes that I bought yet, for $100 at Walmart. But yet, right now, we have four civilians orbiting the Earth <laughs> with no astronauts in the, in the capsule. That's 100% autonomously flown. And every time someone gets on a plane, right? I mean, most of the time, there's really no one flying for the most part. Yeah, this is a rocket launched by itself in orbit well, for three days. As far as, come back. as far as flying goes, you have a pilot in the cockpit, but more than likely, all he's doing is taking off. Once he gets to cruising altitude and cruising speed, he's hitting the autopilot. Right, right. And when he gets to his destination, he's turning it off, and I, I and he's landing the plane. Weather. Yeah, that's, that's in good, good weather. weather. If it's raining or something, they just turn on autopilot to land and take off because they can't see well enough, and yeah. the autopilot, you know, isn't affected by the weather. Yeah, they're required to use auto. Um, but what? What would you? Would you trust? Well, I don't want to really orbit the Earth right now. I don't want to be up there. But they're. I've, what I figured up they're how many miles 200 miles 300 miles above the space station they're farther out than so the, they're so they're way up there they're way up there and there's not a one they of ain't them. just they just ain't playing around they they're out there yeah yeah to me this is an amazing story and no and no the, the news isn't talking about it at all well, it's because if they talk about it, then they've got to take time away from driving the fear porn on these people. <laughs> right. And talking you about see, AOC and, and her that. dress. Yeah. You know. That's all I've seen take, lately. If, if, you're, if you're telling this story, then you're taking time away from the fear porn for COVID and the fact that America is racist and that we're the awfulest people in the world. And so and you've only got so much time in your broadcast, so you got to get those two things covered. You know very well. That one. This one. And then you know you you just don't got time for those feel good stories anymore because you've got to report this stuff. So yeah, there's four civilians in there: Jared Isaacman, Cyan Proctor, Haley Arkinowicz, and Christopher Sembroski. So they're now when they're cruising when you at three hundred civilians. Uh huh. When you say civilians, are they? They bought tickets, I believe. Are, are, so they're just like they have no. Are they like scientists or anything at all? No, I think they just bought tickets. I think it's just a bunch of rich people that decided they wanted to go to space. Yeah, that's what Elon's plan is to do it routinely. That you can just buy a ticket and cruise. He's want. He's his plan is his next step is to do a, a zip around the moon. Eventually, I think the goal is to build like a little colony type thing on the moon build it up for tourism that you buy a ticket mm. and fly to the moon spend a weekend on the moon see now that, that would be really cool but i think also something that would be really cool is if you could at the, some point between the, the 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 earth and the moon like build a space station so that the gravity of both just kind of keep it in like that spot that sweet spot between the two so it doesn't get pulled back to Earth, but it doesn't get pulled back to the get get pulled down to the moon. Just kind of in that little area right there, but like a space station, a huge one. Yeah, but that's not how that orbits like, work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't think that <laughs> that's not would how, work. Yeah, nah, well, you know, you have to not. you have to actually go around something to be in orbit. 
you know, because yeah, no, but I mean, but you would you would be going around the earth. Well, then that means there'd be a part where he's far that as soon as he gets just out of the orbit of the moon, there would be that crossover where the two could possibly, you know, connect. But the second he's out of the moon orbit, he's not in the moon orbit anymore. So then he has to continue the Earth orbit to come so back. So what if you could right. time it so that it orbits the Earth at the same speed as the moon? Well, then you wouldn't be in an orbit because you can't change. Orbits are always the same speed depending on your distance. Because that's what keeps you in orbit is you have to go just fast enough that, that you you're that you're falling you... at the same rate. You're you're pulling yourself out of the fall as you're fighting the curvature of the Earth. You're moving forward, faster right? Faster than you're, than falling. you're falling. Well, at the exact same rate. So that way you're fa you're falling with the curvature of the Earth. The Earth is pulling you in, but you're propelling at a straight right straight out so you're continually trying to leave earth's orbit or earth's gravity while you're falling so if you go just a little faster you'll leave and if you go a little slower you come in so i mean orbit is just one continuous fall another thing i thought would be kind of cool would be like to take like the hubble telescope yeah and put it on the other side of the moon yeah, that'd be cool. Because with that big, I mean, so you've got the sun, sun over here, the earth right here, and then the moon over here, and you put that Hubble's telescope on the other side. You've got that whole moon and the earth casting a great big, huge shadow. I wonder how much more stuff we could see. Would that little bit of dis far as distance make a difference, though? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're I talking, you're talking not. like... To see ninety quadrillion miles, right. we're gonna throw off another few hundred thousand yes. to get a little closer. A quadrillion. Well, right, I mean, but, I'm not. I'm, but, maybe not even that you would be able to see further, but maybe you could see things that are closer, but just are too dim because of all the light pollution from the sun and from the earth and everything else that uh, you know you normally wouldn't see. Right. Yeah, I don't know how all that works. Yeah, I don't know either. But I thought I've always thought that would be kind of cool. Now you are going to come into problems because when the Hubble telescope, if it's in the, if it's like on the other side of the moon and they're just kind of going traveling together, eventually the moon's going to come back around and it's going to be facing the sun. And so now you got the Hubble telescope facing the sun. Now I guess you have to like have to like be able to close the reticle so that you don't burn you know at your eyeballs and stuff like that. But. Uh these, they're—I mean—they're technically astronauts now because they're in space. So um, they uh, says they're traveling. They're yeah, three hundred and seventy miles up, um, and that's the altitude. Said it, they're traveling at twenty-two times the speed of sound. Um, that's fast. And yeah. says uh, yeah, they orbit the Earth every ninety minutes. That's incredibly fast. So. Well, see, that's his, his the low orbit shots. See, because with his rockets, like with the 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 Dragon, the Dragon Heavy, and that they can, uh, or the Falcon, Falcon Heavy, they can, you know, they launch vertical, and then they can they land vertical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they come back down. Sometimes they land vertical because well, I've seen videos of them actually crashing. Right. While trying to land vertical. Right. They, yeah. They, they, <laughs> and I'm not. They've I'm not yet to land. Hatefulness on these people. Yeah. I don't think they've yet to land the Falcon Heavy with. Uh, I think their biggest problem is they. Uh, from space with people in it. I think their biggest problem is they're landing. They're, they <coughs> landed on the ground. Uh, pretty much every time now, but they've been trying to land it on platforms in the ocean, and those are moving with the waves. And their problem is timing yes. it so that it lands perfectly with the waves and doesn't fall over. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, I can see that. But his original, his his low herb, low, low Earth orbit, or low Earth, you know, well, the idea would be you would launch say new york and land in la or california see because then you could be up and down in like minutes the problem is making it so it's affordable to do that right but i wonder what what did it cost the first time uh you know airplanes 47 flew yeah i mean like what well what was the first public yeah commercial that would probably be nineteen fourteen. wow i wouldn't think it was that early but yeah yeah that's it sounds about right st petersburg tampa airport airboat line and then they had the airships yeah like the Hindenburg and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and that was a totally different. That was like cruising. <laughs> of course, you got to worry about the helium and stuff like that and exploding, and death. That's always bad. So they did that. Say they flew from St. Petersburg all the way to Tampa. Operating, yeah, between St. Petersburg and Tampa. Was that the first commercial flight? Yeah, 21 miles oh, Saint, across the bay. St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida, yeah. Okay. I was thinking Russia. Oh, no. And I was like, that's a long flight to make for the very first commercial flight. The 21-mile <laughs> flight. Especially in 1914. The, How many times I had to land and refuel? <laughs> the 21-mile flight took 23 minutes. <laughs> so they're cruising like 55 miles an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but they could have literally in got in a car and probably drove there. Just oh, yeah. Fast. In 1914, their cars didn't go faster than 10 miles right. an hour. So so just think of where we, we've we gone from that to uh, in 100 years. We've got a computer flying people around the earth in the sky, orbiting the earth. Robots. It's, it's a very it's, robots, it's, it's impressive. Right. Yeah. But we uh, robots like said, in disguise. Uh, it's all just from the very anyways. from the very first flight yeah. at Kitty Hawk. We've went from there to putting a person on the moon to now, like you said, just putting people in orbit because they want to go. Right. It's quite an accomplishment in in a hundred years. So when people say, "Well, I don't trust a car to drive by itself," with you know, why why do they doubt technology so much? Most the argument with that most because they've seen too many. They've seen too many Terminator type movies. They think of a 
with the self-driving cars, most the biggest argument I've heard is that when they hear that it's driving, a computer is driving your car, they think of their computer at home, oh, and yeah. most people have a $100 Windows 7 laptop <laughs> yeah. that, you know, crashes every five minutes when they open, open Windows Explorer, dun, and they dun, don't, dun. They, yeah, I mean, they don't realize the difference between what they have at home and what is driving the car. Well, no, that, that may be part of it, but I think there's also this uh, science fiction type thing like, like Skynet from the uh, Terminator movies. And right. then, then you have movies like, what was it, Maximum Overdrive, where all the vehicles came to life and started killing people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Christine. I mean, and so you get these, you get these things in people's heads <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, that's it's uh, a little bit of what you're talking about, maybe a little bit of what I'm talking about. Have you Next seen thing you know? That's like, why Tesla's selling these uh, their new robots that <laughs> the Tesla bot. It's basically oh, a, joy. It's basically a robot slave that you can buy. Yeah, he and he when he was doing the they were showing the demo thing of it and uh, <clears throat> talking about it. They intentionally made it. It has a carry capacity of 45 pounds. It weighs 125 pounds. It's what five eight. Yeah. Um, no, five, eight. six, really? I can't see the five, six, five, eight. I can't make it. I, see, I don't know. Is that right? Cause I was thinking it was a lot smaller because I thought the whole point was no nope, five, eight. eight. Huh? See, cause that's, that's a lot bigger than I would expect if they're gonna, if the goal is for it to be easy to fight off. Well, that's why he said it, it, uh, it has a carry weight that it can't carry. Um, it can't run more than five miles an hour. Oh, he said, right. so you should be able to outrun it if you need to. If for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Really? It, but takes it never gets tired. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it yeah, never gets as tired. As long as it I mean, keeps going. Its batteries may, go, may, may give out eventually, yeah. but it's never going to get tired. That's a, that's a good point. That it, you, know, you might be able to outrun it at five miles an hour for a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, it's not real, real strong. It can carry 45 pounds. It can deadlift 150, though, like just straight up off the ground. But its arm strength extended lift is, what is that, 10 pounds? 40 pounds. I can't read. Uh, I think it says 10. Okay. Because he, he made it a point that they're not real, real strong, and they're not real fast. So you could probably fight it off if you had to, and you could outrun it if need be. But it, the idea would well, be. I mean, as long as you're just running to your car, then you know, you're getting <laughs> right. driving you just have to run it to your car and then run it over. Depends how yeah, long the battery always... life is. So it doesn't get tired, but the battery does wear down. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you're good to go. You can then go six or seven miles an hour and you can watch it run until it falls over. <laughs> yeah. And, and the battery's dead. And then you can go back and be like, ah, <laughs> combustion engine, buddy. Until it's tricking you and wants you to think that it fell over. Oh, yeah, there you go. There again, Skynet. <laughs> Terminators all over the place. When yeah. the January 6th happened. After, yeah. Or, yeah, right, right after. But so everybody's saying, stay away from D.C., stay away from D.C. It's a, it's a trap. It's a trap. They're trying to set us up again. But like, like the headline there on... CNN, here's everything we know about the September 18th right-wing rally. We need to have a chicken-wing rally. That's what we should do. <laughs> we, should go to, we should go to D.C. and just have a big chicken-wing festival. Yeah. 
Laurel County has the Chicken Festival, so they're pretty close. Well, uh, I didn't know until today when I saw the banner for it that uh, uh, Knott County has a uh, gingerbread festival oh, yeah. in September. In, yeah, because <laughs> uh, Knox County is the Daniel Boone Festival, Laurel's Chicken, Harlan's Poke Salad, um, Hazard is the uh, Black Gold, Black, yeah, Black Gold for coal. Williamsburg has. Or Pikeville, Williamsburg. William South Williamson is the Hatfield and McCoy. Oh. I can't remember what Pineville Now, is. at the Hatfield and McCoy Festival, do they have a Hatfield representative and a McCoy representative? And they kind of up on stage together? And they yeah. Or, fight it out. Or do they, still, I, or do, they, do they still hate each other? Uh, I think they, they reenact. I think actually reenact part of it. And they have the thing with the pig and... Um, so and I, I know they do a 5k because i wanted to go run it if you i know they do a 5k and a half marathon and i think a marathon there because oh, wow. that is where the feud was right it was in yeah Kentucky. and yeah it's in south williamson because south williamson is kind of like bristol it's half in kentucky and half in uh tennessee no uh west virginia oh okay kind of like bluefield bluefield's half in virginia half in west virginia there's a lot of cities split like that. <laughs> this was I've seen this one before. This norm is. I watched a clip of him on Conan O'Brien, and he told the most longest convoluted. Oh, the, yeah, the moth, joke. the moth yeah, joke. That's the moth joke. Yes, it was. Oh God. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Of his. That was that was great because that's was just like anyone can tell because none of that middle section matters at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It it's just him just rambling and taking up time. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. I loved it. It was great. And Conan could do nothing about it. <laughs> he, just, he just had to let him go. <laughs> it was great. This is funny. When you know your own name, you see it in popular culture used. You know, a norm is always like, I noticed this ever since I was a kid. And... You don't know I'm a secret homosexual, do you? No, I saw that, actually. A, a deeply, a deeply, according to you, a deeply, deeply closeted homosexual is what you said. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I can't believe you. Well, I guess the biggest thing that nobody knows about me is I'm a deeply closeted gay man. What? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you're a gay man? I'm not gay. I said I'm deeply closeted. I'm as straight as an arrow. (laughs) So you're a gay man who won't admit it. No, no. Do you know what deeply closeted means? Yeah. It means a man who will not acknowledge that he's gay. Yes. So I'm telling you, I'm not gay. (laughs) You know, on your last show, I came out as a deeply closeted gay man. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not gay. (laughs) But... uh, David, uh, on one time, and this is a true story, and Dave, you'll you'll attest to this. Bought me a beautiful leather jacket. Oh, that's right. Well out of my price range. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> now I'm no one to take charity. <laughs> I am not 
not one to take charity. <laughs> I'm saying I sucked him off. <laughs> <laughs> What's something people don't know about you? I'm a deeply closeted gay guy. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I'm not coming out, though. Wait a minute. What are you revealing here today? I'm, I'm not revealing anything. I'm saying I'm deeply closeted. Well, that means you're gay. That means you're very, very gay, but you don't want to come out. You're so closeted. That I refuse to say I'm gay. Right. Exactly. But that, doesn't that mean you're gay? Hey, 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 easy, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. He was funny. This is my favorite Larry King interview. Because Larry King asks the dumbest questions sometimes. <laughs> he had the skateboarder on there, and they, that's what he was interviewing him. And that was the question he, he asked him was, because uh, he went through this big line. He was an ex-game skateboarder. Um, and that's what he asked him. Uh, <laughs> he went through telling this long story about this big half pipe and all this stuff. And that's what Larry King was like, how important is the board? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, what? So I remember one Larry King asked the the woman, she was, do you ever remember hearing, it was a news story years and years ago, she was coming back to her apartment carrying her groceries, right? And the guy, um, as she was getting ready to go into her apartment, right as she unlocked her door, the guy comes running up, like, you know, punches her in the face and drags her in the apartment, you know, and he, like, raped her and beat her up and, you know, was in there for, like, hours and hours and hours and then left. And after she's telling the gr- the story like that, Larry's question was, "What happened to the groceries?" <laughs> He's ridiculous. Or his uh, Larry King with uh, Seinfeld was a good one. Seinfeld kind of got well, not mad at him, but just lasted how long? Nine years, hundred and eighty episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. Sir. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. Don't this is, most a, shows is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. You would, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were do all, you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 well, million viewers. Last episode. Don't take it so bad. Well, that's a a big difference between being canceled and being number one. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll be right back. B-movie opens. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) B-movie. That was a while ago. Yeah. Have you watched his show, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Yeah. A lot of those are really good. actually happening? What? A New Hampshire representative or Republican moves to secede from the union. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Now it. <laughs> I guess so. All right then. Everybody on there answered it for you. Yep. 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 <laughs> he was on the View. I seen this one. Uh, since there's been a lot of Norm oh, McDonald yeah. stuff floating around the internet, he's on the View, and this is back in the early early days of the View. And uh, yeah, we watched that one. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, get the murderers out of the White House. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just trashing Clinton the whole time they're on there. 
But yeah, yes. that's what he was notorious for, uh, on especially when he was on SNL for all of his OJ jokes. jokes constantly, and they kept mm. telling him to stop with those, and he just kept going. And then he eventually got fired, like he said at the beginning. <clears throat> but then a year and a half later, they brought him back to host. And oh, did Newsom win the election? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the the. Which the numbers didn't add up. Um, That's uncommon. <laughs> because if you would add up all the people that voted for the Republican people, mm -hmm. it was a lot more, like thousands more, or hundreds of thousands more than the people that voted no for the recall, or yes for the recall. So there were a lot of people that voted no for the recall, and then voted for a Republican, which made no sense. <laughs> and then, of course, well, there were stories. There were stories coming out uh, back during the of people going down to their polling places to cast votes and being told that they had oh, already yeah, cast that their votes. That yeah. they've already voted. Yeah, there were a lot of that. <clears throat> but of course, there's no fraud there at all. No. no. And I mean, it was still a, it was a big enough swing. Surely, I mean, I guess it's anything's possible. It could, have, if you want to say there was enough fraud, enough bad ballots to offset it. I mean, it, he beat. It was like sixty eight percent to like thirty two or something was the yes no because the yes no is really all that mattered. You're right. Um, if they you know didn't get enough of the yes votes, and it wouldn't have mattered. So who who the vote? It was just odd to me that there were a lot of people that voted yes for the recall and then voted for the republic or voted, voted no, no for the, for the recall, recall and yes basically for, voted for him and a republican right. hedging their bets. Yeah, I'm going to play both sides of the fence. So just in case he wins, I can say, well, I voted for him. <laughs> that could have been it. That no, I don't want him to leave. But if he does, I want this guy instead of right. the other. Um, cause, uh, uh, Kevin Pathrath, meet Kevin, he mm -hmm. got, uh, he got, I think 11% of the vote. So he got, I mean, he was the number one Democrat, um, that were actually votes right. because technically Newsom, Newsom wasn't, wasn't, on, wasn't running, on the ballot. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if the, if there weren't enough yes votes and nothing changes, and if there were, you wouldn't vote for him again, right? <laughs> or you wouldn't hope not. But so, uh, so technically, uh, he was the uh, Kevin was the number one Democrat, and then Larry Elder was the, but Larry Elder, yeah, was like forty some percent, or so it was. Uh, but I mean, my thing is. Uh, surely there were there were a lot of people that voted but it was about half of what came out for the presidential it was really close to half and the percentages were almost identical to Biden Trump as far as but that makes it. sense in California yeah I mean so I, I look at it as the, all of the people that still live there they get the government they deserve then yeah and so those people have no right to complain about 
homeless people living in their front yard and um and the government they're not doing anything about the homeless even though they're mm-hmm. throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars at it and they're not doing you know and they're you know where they've changed which we've talked about before changing the the uh, crime laws as far as what they're going to charge for dollar amounts on theft and stuff like that. And, well, and the fact that they're, I mean, there, there's just a whole litany of things that are wrong with California. The state's on fire. They don't have enough water, which is ridiculous because I believe that we figured out how to desalinate water years ago and they're sitting right beside the Pacific Ocean. They should not be that. Of all the states that we have in the country, that should be the one that doesn't run short on water. Actually, San Francisco, California, Oregon, and not to shoot at others. Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco started a program that they're, it's basically like a pre crime thing. They're, 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 which you would think it'd have to be profiling, that they're picking people who they think would be potential criminals. And they're offering them an incentive not to commit crimes that they're going to pay them three hundred dollars a month. I'm going to move um, to San Francisco to not then. shoot can, or hurt people. Can I just like get a hold of them and say, "Hey, look, you know, I I went the whole last month and I didn't hurt anybody. Can I get my three hundred dollar check?" Right. <laughs> you know, I thought really hard about it. You know, I might actually hurt it, but I didn't, so I deserve the money. That's ridiculous. I don't even understand how that works. Like, how do you pick? The Dreamkeeper Fellowship launches in October. Says paying ten individuals not to be involved in shootings. To me, that's a way for them to pay reparations. <laughs> I mean that yeah. that's how I see them using it. That they're instead of having people vote to do reparations, they're just going to do that and then give it to low income black people. Well, I think they're taking people and I think they're it's a it's another way that that they think, okay, we know because of the community you live in and your situation, maybe you're unemployed, maybe you're whatever, you're right. you're you are more likely it's a low to fall community. into a life of crime or a crime right. be, that you would feel that there's no other way out other than turn into crime to make money because your options are limited that they, you know, cause it says that they explain that the program is not transactional, which I don't know what is not transactional about me paying you money not to do something to me. That is the definition of a transaction, but uh, it's not transactional but we'll rather focus on making investments in communities oh, most impossible. Yeah, only the highest te- the it's probably the top ten gang leaders. The top, yeah, I mean the top ten gang leaders are now getting three hundred dollars a yeah. month. They're on payroll. Yes, yeah, so I don't understand exactly how this works, but <laughs> well, so that's like later on if they decide that the you know someone in the San Francisco, like say the mayor, needs someone you know has their you know I, my opponent needs to be taken care of making it's like like guys i've been giving you 300 dollars a month for you know three years now and i need this guy got gone because he's he's surging in the polls the only thing was so that is for a take care of that leader, for me 300 dollars a month oh yeah that's nothing. nothing 
Well, for the whole program, three thousand a month. Well, that's is really nothing. not that much. Yeah. Well, what did they pay for the housing when oh, they when more. they were initially talking about putting them up in hotels? Well, originally they just wanted the hotels to let them come in for free, and they were like, "No." Right, but I mean, then they 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 passed um, California spend a record four point eight billion over two years to alleviate homelessness. Uh, details of new state budget package one because they 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 figured it up. I remember the dollar amount that they broke down, the number of homeless that there were by how many people. It California, worked out. As of January 2020, California had an estimated 161,000 experiencing homelessness on any given day, and I bet that's gone up a lot oh, since yeah. COVID. So let's say so if you got. Because that was a year and a half ago. So that's $30,000 a person that they're giving money to. Or that's what they're spending on it. And because I can't remember, it was something. Because there's, oh, there's what he proposed. That's what it was, was uh, $12 billion. Because I was thinking, yeah, it was, it was something like, you know, eighty ninety thousand $90,000 a person. They're. I'm, I'm just, just going to become homeless and right. go to California and be like, look, can I get my 30000 just in cash? You don't pay for a hotel or anything? I'll just come back. Project Veritas is supposed to, he's supposed to be, uh, James O'Keefe's supposed to be releasing something. I thought they were releasing it tonight. Making a big announcement, something about the uh, COVID vaccines. They've got a bunch of inside whistleblowers making some big announcement. Yeah, well, you realize, of course, that uh, none of that stuff will make it onto the internet because as soon as it gets posted in Facebook or YouTube or whoever, see, the only way it's going to make it on there is if it goes on places like Rumble, yeah, and other outlets, the ones that basically people don't use. Well, I'm gonna have to get off here, man. My battery's about to die. Okie doke. I'll talk to you guys later, Damien. It's good seeing you again, bud. Yep. See you. See you. Bye. See you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again and see you next time. Smell your lies, watch what you say to me Cause I done seen a lot of shit that I can never